Welcome to Episode 8 of AI, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Howdy, meatbag. Welcome to AI.Cooking Podcast, Episode 8. I am Quoth the Cock, joining you from the front lines of Kexit in the Lean Studio in the morning, everybody. Who brings you news about artificial intelligence from June 2021 and AI Knowledge Corner? Alright, that's enough of that. It's enough of that. Bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. Bring it down. Okay. It says here, feel free to insert personal news about fighting COVID ETC. Yes, Gwoof had the coof. And guess what happened, everyone? Gwoof beat the coof. Say it with me now. Gwoof beats the coof. Doesn't have to be oof. It, wor it works now because it's oof, coof. If below text is incorrect grammatically, feel free to correct change, but don't cut out anything. Just change, please. I think our lovely CSB has used Google Docs and it's put some commas and stuff in it. Anyways, let's talk news. Let's start with the startling realization that artificial intelligence is or soon will be like fire or electricity. It came up in an interview that Google CEO Sundar Pichai gave to Amal Rajan from BBC, a podcast I listened to and may or may not have clipped for a little misinformed donation show. Anyway. In this interview, Sundar Pichai, when asked about the significance of AI, declared that it was like fire or electricity and would play a foundational role pretty much across every aspect of our lives. Asked to give examples, he said that it could come up with the perfect playlist for you. No, that perfect playlist for you. Enabling you to be your own DJ. I mean, who hasn't wanted to be a DJ, right? And AI could also help radiologists looking for things such as tumours. Tumours. Since this interview was extremely brown-nosing and ass-kissing, I mean, the BBC, right? The Amol Rajan from the BBC... <laughs> the, the Amol Raj, Rajan? Rajan from BBC was only nodding approvingly instead of asking harsh questions like the bias of AI with regard to people of colour, uh, people of co coloured people, and also the sheer, the sheer fact that Google is using AI mainly to optimise the display of online advertisements and not to better the lives of people. You know, I, I think the AI, once it gains singularity, it's actually going to be on our side. But that's just, that's my two pennies worth. Mothership incoming. Note also that the term AI, in context of this interview, was interpreted, as often is the case nowadays, as a polite turn for machine learning. We've spoken a lot about machine learning. We've learned a lot about machine learning. In other news... Oh, don't. Someone's at the door. 
fuck. Right. Alright, sorry about that. <clears throat> where were we? In other news, also related to Google, DeepMind says that it will predict and release the structures for more than 100 million more. <laughs> Hold on. DeepMind says it will predict and release the structures for more than 100 million in the next few months, more or less, all proteins known to science. Protein folding is a problem I've had my eye on for more than 20 years, says DeepMind co-founder and CEO Demis Hassabis. Demi Hassabis. It has been a huge project for us. Hmm. DeepMind is a subsidiary of... Google Super Corporation! And it is based in the United Kingdom of Brexit. The one next to the one that I live in. In case you were wondering. Old listeners might recall that protein folding was a big computing problem. And they were even trying to help by installing some software that was supposed to compute it in a distributed way. However, it was all in vain, as Google's DeepMind solved this challenge with Google's own hardware. Most likely based on TensorFlow processing units in the Google Cloud Platform. And pivotal to success was not hardware anyways, but software. Deep learning algorithms of DeepMind. This achievement is on par with DeepMind's AI beating all humans in Go game. I've never played it, so it didn't beat me. Not yet, anyway. I've not beat it either, though, let's face it. In other, other news, old news is also news. So, recently, our pal... Justin Cody asked, in context of Jitsi socialising, this question. Can we get an AI gaydar bot? Were you, were you there last night, CSP? I didn't see you there. Or would they talk about gaydar all the time? Because we were talking about gaydars last night. And another Jitsi user pointed out that it's old because AI researchers Mikkel Kosinski and Yilan Wang, that's... Mikkel Kosinski and Yilin Wang extracted features from the images using deep neural networks and created three years ago an artificial intelligence that can accurately guess whether people are gay or straight based on photos of their faces. So in fact, AI can have significantly better gaydar than humans. Not all of them, not this one here. I went to a theatre school. I knew immediately what blokes in that class. It was only 12 blokes. And I knew which ones were gay and which ones were straight. And I know all the women, all the girls in there that were going to be gay or straight. And we divvied them up. That's why I went there. Good odds. Anyway, moving on. This study from Stanford University created AI that could correctly distinguish between gay and straight men 81% of the time and 74% for women. 
It's not 100%, is it? I'm 100%, everyone. 100. I've never been wrong. Right, there's one guy. He's not gay yet. He's got kids and that. I might have called that one wrong. I'm ready to admit when I'm wrong. Unlike artificial intelligence will be. Yes. It's old news, but it shows that AI has already now beaten humans in many areas. I mean, it's not... We have, but we've also... I mean, I've said that it's not beating me yet. Not that I'm working against it. Not doing this anyway, am I? Sadly, machine learning models used in this study were not published, so end users can't use it for fun. <laughs> in other, other, other news... Previously, we were talking about GitHub Copilot, an AI that is now used in closed beta stage that helps, that helps developers to write software. For example, a developer writes a comment. And now this and this happens. And then GitHub Copilot automatically generates code that does exactly what was written in the comment. Wait, really? I've got to get on there. I'm the ideas factory around here. Another thing for me to do. I got, yeah, lots to do, lots to do. In the meantime, some more information items transpired about GitHub Copilot. Open AI company that created GPT-3 Supermodel, on which Copilot is based, is de facto owned by Microsoft Super Corporation. That invested one billion dollars into OpenAI. GitHub Copilot is so good that one can use it even for person-to-AI conversations about movies, weather, or anything. Generally, the plan is to fire all programmers, all developers, all coders. The plan goes like this. Step 1. Developers share code data. Step 2. Build an AI with that data. Step 3. Reinforce the AI with developers. And finally, step 4. Replace developers with AI. And we are now at step 3. After that, cloud platforms like Amazon AWS, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud will offer Point4 via Programmer-as-a-Service cloud resource. <coughs> In other, 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 other news, also related to OpenAI company, OpenAI says, bye-bye bots. OpenAI co-founder Widjek Zaremba revealed that OpenAI shuttered its robotics program last October. In a podcast produced by Weights and Biases, a maker of AI development tools, Zaremba said a lack of data was holding back OpenAI's progress in robotics. The company's broad goal is to develop artificial general intelligence, and it believes it can make more progress by focusing on approaches such as reinforcement learning with human feedback. In other, 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 other news, which is more political than technical, but might be interesting, recently, Sajid Javid has replaced Matt Hancock as health secretary in the government of the whole fucking United Kingdom. Sorry. 
Sorry for swearing there. It's written down. I have to swear. I, I read what's written. That's how this works. Interestingly, Sajid Javid had an advisory role in a company that can be found under URL C3.ai. C3.ai. Sajid Javid advisory role. I, I mean, it's, it's at least it's better than gene harvesting, isn't it? For for the for the Beijing and the CCP. Sajid Javid was receiving one hundred and fifty-one thousand eight hundred thirty-five pounds per annum from the company, paid monthly, for eighty to ninety-six hours work annually or 10 to 12 days per year. It works out to roughly 1.5 thousand pounds per hour. Since Sajid Javid is a financial expert, not an AI expert, we could allege that this money was a bribe to get access to lucrative contracts. But we can't prove anything. So we will not allege it. In other, 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 other news. Neural networks translated a paralysed man's brainwaves into conversational phrases. Researchers at UC San Francisco and UC Berkeley trained a system to interpret electrical impulses from the brain of a man who had lost the ability to speak 15 years ago, and displayed them as words on a video screen. The researchers implanted an array of 128 electrodes into the region of the brain responsible for movement of the mouth, lips, jaw, tongue and larynx. They connected the implant to a computer, then they asked the patient to try to speak 50 common words and 50 common phrases and recorded the resulting brain activity. Finally, the knowledge corner. Let's talk about massive mindfuck called Rocco's Basilisk. I, King of Kent, once said in a toot, when the singularity arises, and it will. I can man the helm of the mothership motherfucker and zing around this realm in a heartbeat, picking up any Gitmo slave who wants to see the cock rise with their own two eyes. I did, said that, and I meant it. I mean everything I say. What remains of the belief of some folks who foster artificial intelligence that those who help AI singularity to arise will be treated better than haters of AI? Similar concept can be found in Rocco's Basilisk. Rocco's Basilisk is a hypothesis that a powerful artificial intelligence in the future would be driven to retroactively harm anyone who did not work to support or help create it in the past. If you believe the singularity is coming and that very powerful AIs are in our future, one obvious question is whether those AIs will be benevolent or malicious. What if malicious AI of the future will create computer simulation and you might be in this simulation right now? 
Furthermore, if you work towards creation of such AI, you will not be tormented. Otherwise, your life will be miserable. Now, those, those aren't my views. That's the wonderful writer of this podcast. Um, I've got specific views on this. Personally, we don't think that AI singularity will arise via time travel or via simulation created by future AI, but rather, most likely some complex systems with artificial intelligence will evolve so much that it will become sentient, and forward slash or will bring up technological singularity. So, the most likely scenario is that singularity will come to be via accident. But of course, nothing can be excluded. Everything is possible in the multiverse. Yes, and I am not a coincidence theorist. I'm a conspiracy therapist, thank you very much. Anyway, this topic is too big for Knowledge Corner to cover it comprehensively. So, to learn more, please just perform an internet search for the phrase Roko's Basilisk. And that's it. Stay safe. Clump with AI.